welcome to the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. This podcast is for you, the busy business owner or executive looking to create generational wealth. Here, we're going to show you how to do that through real estate investing, from multifamily to industrial and everything in between. You will become a real estate investing expert. And now, here's your host, Michael Holman. Welcome to a, another episode of the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. I'm your host, Michael Holman. Thank you for being here with me today. Always love having you here. Always love having you listen. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you're ready to learn about business. I hope you're ready to learn about real estate and real estate investing because that is what we do here. As always, we want to start with our executive tip. So today's tip always be learning. Most of people listening to this podcast probably already know this, understand this, and do this. A lot of the successful business owners and business executives that we deal with each and every day have this motto in their business, right? They're always reading. They're always striving to become better. They're always striving to understand more about their product and their customers. Well, I'm here to tell you that works in all facets of your life, not just your business. It's true for uh, your relationships. It's true for your business. And it's especially true in real estate investing. There's a myriad of opportunities to learn, especially in real estate investing. There's podcasts, there's videos, there's books. I mean, you think about just even think about a book. I mean, oftentimes these, these best-selling books, these are people who have been extremely successful in real estate and in real estate investing, and they are literally taking their 10, 20, 30, 40 years of experience being at the top of the industry, and they are condensing that down into maybe a few hundred pages, right? And they charge you 20 bucks for it. So uh, there is a myriad of opportunities. Make sure you're taking advantage of them, especially if you're just getting started into real estate investing. You will always find yourself being able to learn more, being able to experience more, and that will make you a better real estate investor. So today's executive tip, always be learning. All right, we have an exciting episode, exciting topic for you today. And to be honest, it's sometimes a a controversial topic. So today we're going to get into the truth behind leverage. Leverage, for some people, it's a really positive word. For some people, it is a kind of almost a dirty word, right? And so we're going to make sure that we get to the facts um, behind leverage, get to understanding leverage, uh, whether you're out buying, investing in single family homes or duplexes, you're investing in syndications, no matter what your vehicle or what the means are you're using to invest in real estate, leverage is something that's likely a part of it. It's likely something you're going to see, experience, and the more you understand about leverage, the better off you're going to be, the more knowledgeable you're going to be, and you're going to be able to make the best decisions for your situation. So question I get oftentimes, I'll be very straightforward. I'm a proponent of debt, right? In general, I am a proponent of debt. And I get the question all the time, well, debt is bad. Why Why do you promote debt all the time? Debt is bad, right? I mean, you hear debt and you think 
credit cards, you're thinking payday loans, right? Oftentimes I talk to people and they, they tell me the pinnacle of wealth, right, is, is not having a mortgage payment. I've paid off my house, therefore I am wealthy, right? I hear those kind of things all the time. And, and debt oftentimes gets a bad rap. I mean, and, and for a good case, right? I mean, you're looking at this, Credit cards, you know, at 18, 19, 20% on consumer debt. And I agree with you. So consumer debt, let's let's talk specifically and we're gonna isolate consumer debt. I agree in general that consumer debt is bad, right? You don't wanna be taking out a ton of credit card debt. You don't wanna be taking out payday loans, right? Those are those are loans and situations where you're going to be paying, you know, hundreds of, <laughs> of percentage points in interest. So do not do that. You, no matter what happens, you do not need to take out a loan to purchase a TV. You don't need to take out a loan to do all sorts of things. Right? I was buying some clothes the other week, and I was listening to this mom tell this little girl. She's the little girl asked, "Mom, why why do you use this card?" And her mom looked at her and she said, honey, I use this card when I can't afford to buy these things and I can pay it off over time. And I use this card when I have the money to pay for it. And I thought, oh my gosh, she was talking about debit and credit card. And I thought, that poor child. I hope she's learning financial management from someone other than her mother because that was, I, I was just flabbergasted. I couldn't understand that that was actually happening in front of my eyes. So let's get that out of the way, right? Consumer debt. I agree. You, you you generally want to steer as clear away from consumer debt as you possibly can. But debt in real estate, when used appropriately, is an absolutely beautiful thing. Okay, leverage in real estate it does three really important things. Okay, number one, leverage in real estate amps up your returns on your investments. Okay, I'm going to show you that later. Number two, it allows the ability to scale and build a portfolio much, much quicker. And lastly, it reduces risk. Okay, (laughs) that last one, I'm sure half of you are sitting there thinking, what in the world? What are you talking about? I've always been told that leverage increases risk, right? You go all equity if you want to decrease your risk. Well, I'm going to get into today. I'm going to tell you why I think using leverage actually reduces your risk. Okay, but let's start with let's start with how leverage amps up your returns, right? So I'm going to give you an example. If you had $100,000 to invest, okay? Let's just say you take $100,000 and you're looking around and you're saying, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to buy a single family home." Okay. I've looked at it. I've decided that's the best investment for me and my situation. Okay. I'm going to go in, I'm going to purchase a single family home. I'm just going to pay all, all cash, hundred thousand, not deal with debt or leverage or anything like that. Now in that scenario, let's just say your, your rent is $10,000. You have expenses of $4,000. All right. So your, your net cash flow, the money that's coming to you after the expenses are paid. That's six thousand dollars. Okay, so six thousand divided by the hundred thousand dollars that you invested. That is a six percent return. Got it? Okay. Now, let's purchase that same single-family home. Just a hundred thousand dollars, right? So we're using really small amounts. Okay, hundred thousand dollars. Let's say you purchase it with twenty thousand dollars in equity and eighty thousand dollars in debt. Well, you take the same rent, ten thousand dollars. 
you take the same expenses of $4,000 and you're going to add a loan, right? Let's say you have a loan. It's 4% interest. It's amortized over 30 years. It's a pretty standard loan. Now your debt service is going to be roughly 4,600. Okay. So now your cash flow, it's only 1,400 and people are freaking out. Wayne, it's going, wait a minute, wait a minute. My cash flow is 6,000. Now my cash flow is 1,400. What in the world? Why would I ever do this? Well, you gotta take the 1,400 you only put $20,000 of your money in there. So when you take that 1400 and divide it by 20,000, now that's a 7% annual cash return. And guess what? I didn't even get into some of the other benefits involved in leverage, right? We'll get into those on, on another episode, but keeping it really simple and basic here, we went from a 6% return to a 7% cash return. We didn't take into account the tax savings that comes from taking out debt. Right. We didn't take we didn't, we didn't even take that into consideration. That wasn't even a thought. And so sitting here, you can see just by using leverage, we've amped up the returns and not even accounting for everything. Really, really important to understand when you use leverage, you need to understand that leverage amps up your returns on investments. OK, I don't know about you personally, <laughs> if I have the opportunity to make 10 percent or 8%, I'm always gonna take the 10%, especially if it's the same asset producing the same cash flow, okay? So, I can't say this enough, leverage amps up your returns, remember that. Okay, we're gonna get into the second thing now. Leverage also allows you the ability to scale and portfolio much, much quicker. Okay, we, we take that, we're kind of going on the $100,000 to invest train, right? So you have $100,000 to invest, well, you, you can maybe buy, you know, I mean, this is getting harder and harder to do um, in a lot of markets, but there's still markets out there, right? You, you buy one single family home in all cash, right? All equity, one single family home. Or you could take that same $100,000 and you could combine it with debt. And now you can purchase four or five single family homes. Right? And there's a myriad of reasons of why that's important, right? You could you could maybe take that hundred thousand um, dollars. You could go into a small apartment building or a commercial building. Your options and your opportunities when you combine things with leverage, they become a lot greater, right? You have you have an expansion of the things that are available to you, and the options that you have to invest your money into real estate. For a lot of people, I think commercial real estate or or more than four units, you know, five plus units is a place that I think a lot of real estate investors would like to be. I think a lot of them don't understand that, right? And that's why we're doing this show is to help you understand these things and leverage is how you're going to get there, right? It's, I mean, the, you can go buy a commercial property and save up and, you know, maybe you go buy some single tenant, triple net lease deal, all equity, and you've saved up your entire life savings and you go buy it for a million dollars and, you know, million and a half dollars, depending on where your location is, but you're going to take forever to get there. And there's some really important things, not just time, but there's some really important things on why scaling or building a portfolio is beneficial. The most obvious reason why you want to scale, why you want a portfolio quicker is you have less risk, all right? If you have one single family home and that tenant moves out, your cash flow, your income goes to zero and you still have to pay some of the expenses. You still have to pay the mortgage. When you have a tenant that moves out, the government doesn't come in and say, hey, I know your tenant moved out, so we're gonna withhold charging you property taxes. That would never happen. Same thing with the bank and the lenders, right? I mean, sometimes you can work things out with them, 
but the lender isn't going to say, hey, you don't, just don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to pay me anything until you get a new tenant. No, that's not how it works, right? That is why those lenders are underwriting you and the deal to make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen, right? But now you take it and you have five single family homes. You have one tenant that moves out. You still have four other single family homes that are bringing in income. All of a sudden you can use that income, you can spread it out. Yeah, maybe you're not making as much, but you're likely still gonna be able to pay your property taxes. You're likely still able to pay your mortgage payments, your debt service. So it really reduces your risk. Uh, not only does it reduce the risk just because you have more properties, it also reduces your risk because you get less location risk. If you were to buy five single family homes on the same street, you know maybe your location risk doesn't change all that much, but I mean, even within cities, even within metros, if you were to take, you know, Dallas or, or Houston or, or something like that, if you were to buy five single family homes spread throughout Dallas, you're going to get different location factors that go into the riskiness of that investment, right? So you're, you're reducing your risk a ton. Another big one that a lot of people don't take into consideration, the more properties you have, the more credible you become to other lenders and investors. If your goal is to build large portfolio of real estate investments, you're gonna need lenders to trust you. It's not, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray in the lending world, right? A lot of it has to do with trust. A lot of it has to do with the perception of how you are doing, right? How, how are you performing? How are your real estate assets performing? You go to a lender and you're trying to get a loan. Uh, you say, hey, I'm, I wanna do this real estate investment and you have one single family home or you have 30 single family homes that are all making money, I mean, a lender's gonna look at that and, and the person with 30 single family homes is gonna look like they know what they're doing, right? A lender is taking those kind of things into consideration. They're looking at those, they're wanting to know what your experience is, and the more you do and the quicker you get there, the easier that becomes, the more likely you are to have beneficial conversations with those lenders and establish relationships with lenders who might not be looking at somebody who only has one or two single family homes, right? So being able to portfolio quicker is a huge, huge deal. Now we're gonna get into the somewhat controversial topic I think that I'm gonna talk about. So what I said earlier, taking out leverage on a real estate investment actually reduces your risk. Sounds interesting. I'm hoping I blow a few minds here with this, okay? So let me tell you why I say that. Leverage reduces the risk because you get a fixed loan and then the lender takes on all of the market risk on a huge portion of your capital. So getting into that a little more. This is especially true if you're doing single family rentals, you know, where you have a 30 year fixed loan. This is especially true then, but it's also true on commercial properties. Even if you have a variable rate every five years, you still have these long periods of time where you're not susceptible to what's happening in the market, right? Generally five to 10 years. So this has everything to do with the purchasing power of the dollar because the purchasing power of the dollar continues to lose value year after year after year. And what leverage does is leverage actually hedges and protects against this because all of a sudden you're using other people's dollars today with a promise to pay back dollars later, you know, in the future when dollars are likely worth less. Okay, so to break that down for everyone here, in case I've lost anyone, Okay, when you take out leverage, let's say you do it a single family home. We've kind of been talking about those all day, right? You have the single family home. You take out a 30-year fixed loan. Well, all of a sudden, 
from that point on, you're not taking on the market risk. If interest rates go up, if interest rates go down, you up and down and around, right? They've been pretty low right now, but who knows what they're going to do in a year or two years or three years or four years. So what you have to do is all of a sudden you're fixed. You're not dealing with that market risk, right? So that's step one in reducing your risk. Step two, you just have the inflation, right? The, the dollar is losing value year after year. I mean, that's just something that we have to look at and understand and accept. When the dollar is losing value and you have the opportunity to take a bunch of dollars today and use them, pay back those dollars later, Later, when they're worth less, you come out ahead. You're winning in that situation. And everyone's thinking, well, you know, I own all these banks. They're just making all sorts of money. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I understand. That is a huge benefit to you today. I mean, you just think about inflation, right? Does anybody think that the dollar in 30 years from now is going to be more valuable than it was 30 years ago? Maybe you have a differing opinion, but I don't think so. I mean, you can look at the history of the dollar, but I mean, it's just, it's just declining. It's, I mean, it's been declining for years. That is the track that we're on, right? So being able to use all those dollars today, super, super beneficial. I want to kind of wrap some things up here. I want to go over three main things that leverage does again. I just want to recap those. So leverage number one, it amps up your returns on your investments. It gives you more cash. It gives you tax credits and tax incentives really, really important. Number two, it allows the ability to scale and build a portfolio more quickly. We went over that in detail. Portfolioing is an important aspect of real estate investing. Don't get lulled into the trap that you're going to have one paid off house. I, I get it. I, I understand if, if that's what you're dead set on, that's great. We'll get into that in a second. Number three, it reduces risk. As we were coming and talking about all these things, Right? I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. Leverage can and is abused by many, right? especially consumer debt. So what I'm suggesting right now, don't run out and take out $100,000 of consumer debt because you want to go buy a bunch of stuff that you can't afford. right? You want to go buy a bunch of things. I'm not talking about real estate investments. I'm talking about you want to go buy clothes or jewelry or you know whatever else it is that you're looking at to buy that you want. Uh, I'm not suggesting that at all. The other thing to note is while I am a big proponent of debt and leverage in real estate investing, the other thing to note, right, is you have to understand what your goals and what your intentions with real estate investing are. If your goal at the end of the day is you want to own four single family homes totally outright because that's what makes you happy, that's what gets you excited, that's what gets you investing in real estate and using this powerful tool to create wealth, then okay, I understand, I get the draw. Not everyone has to be committed to this huge portfolio and this desire to, to have hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate investments, right? If that's not you, I get it and I understand, right? I mean, the, the important thing that we're trying to do here is not to change your mind about debt or about leverage or any of that. What we're doing is trying to inform the realities of the situation. When you invest in real estate using leverage, it's simple math, your returns are better. It just is what it is, you know? There's no, there's no denying that. The math speaks for itself, right? And so that's the important thing to understand about what we're saying and what I'm saying. I'm a huge proponent of debt. I think there's a lot of reasons to use debt. I think there's a lot of reasons to use leverage. 
but it it might not be right for everybody in every situation. All right, that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for joining us on the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. We hope that you'll check out all the other podcasts and shows and blogs and everything that we're doing. Our goal here, we want to empower you. We're looking at you, Mr. Business Owner. We're looking at you. I don't care what you do, whether you own a painting business, whether you own a car repair business, whether you own a Fortune 500 company, whether you're a VP or an executive or or wherever you are, right? I'm talking to you. It is time to start understanding real estate investing. It's time to start investing in real estate and using this this arguably the most powerful wealth creation tool and investment known to man. Okay. If you're talking to me, I'm saying arguably, I think it is the best, but that is my opinion, right? There might be, there might be some, uh, some Bitcoin owners who would dispute me on that, but that's a topic for a whole nother day. But Thank you for joining us today. Excited to see you next time on the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you for listening to the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. Ready to learn more? Go to executivereishow.com for more episodes and resources to help you create generational wealth through real estate investing. That's executivereishow.com.